Fire Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to the National Fire Radio podcast today. I mean, we've already been going, already having laughs. This is going to be a loaded conversation. Mike Greco, <laughs> career fireman out of Hackensack, New Jersey. He's also the departmental chief of the Hasbrook Heights Fire Department on the volunteer side. He is an uh, instructor with Eckerd Fire Tactics. He's local to me. We don't get to go to fires together, but he's only 15, 20 minutes down the road. Uh, I'm hoping for the one day we do get to work the same fire yeah. ground together. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, Mike, welcome to the show, man. It's been a long Dude, time coming. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for, uh, for inviting me, man. Very cool. You know, there's something. There's some guys that stand out, um, and, and you're one of them, and I want to explain why. Um, you are fiercely loyal, fiercely loyal to your friends, to the departments that you represent, and more importantly, the job. I know how much you love it. The passion you have for it shines through. I've watched you teach many different evolutions during different, uh, taking it to the street, uh, segments with, with Bobby and, and your team there, um, Ecker fire tactics. I've watched you, I watch you work with young kids, I watch you work and relate with old guys. And I think that's what's really interesting. And I asked you before we started recording how old you were. You said you're 39 years old. And it has everything to do with your upbringing, but also understanding the importance of protecting the job, the yeah. tradition and culture that goes with that, the integrity of it, but right. also being able to relate to the kids today. Yeah. You do that very well, and you do it with yeah. absolute conviction and passion, brother. And I thank you for that. Thank because you. That it is was... one thing that I've noticed about you from the. Thank day you very that. much. It's so funny that you say that, man. Because there's a, uh, there is a comedy series, and some people will know what I'm talking about. It's called Elder Millennial, and it's it. This woman by Eliza Schlesinger is her name. Yeah, and she yeah, does yeah, a whole yeah. a whole comedy skit of being an older millennial. So that's me. So I'm able to relate to the guys that are 18 to 30, and I can relate to the guys that I was a little kid with. And they're in their 50s and 60s now. So I'm kind of right in the middle. You know what I mean? And the, the two generations are really not that different, even though they think they are. But oh, I, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. I'm right there yeah. with you. And that's why yeah. I do what I do. I mean, this is, yeah. this is a fun conversation for me because it's so important to protect everything that we knew growing up. You know, teardrop sure. lights, power calls. Sure. You know, sure. slapping the light on the roof. The volunteer yeah. fire siren or horns blowing in town. Our fathers running out the door. There's yeah, so man. much there, bro. That like I yeah. just can't get enough of. I remember every single detail of it. I don't know why my dad thinks I'm nuts. I am telling you every single detail down to what he was wearing running out the door for a fire, coming home smelling like Budweiser and shit. It was great. I remember the whole thing. It was wonderful. And those are the <laughs> memories that I have. I have so many of those cherished memories, and I think that's why too, just like yourself. I mean, shit, you're drinking out of a ceramic mug right now. It's just <laughs> yeah. to me. You know, there's just so much there. Yeah. That's what I, I, remember, I stole that from him, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I mean, there's a box of ceramic mugs at the firehouse that I, they were going to get rid of from, like, no. all different mutual aid wet downs and things, and yeah, I'm like, save yeah. them. I want them. Like, just, yeah, I have they're them like, what are you going to do with them? I'm like, I'll load the attic with them. I don't know. Yeah. I want them. I drink all my coffee out of them every day. They're nice and big, whatever. <laughs> I drink my coffee out of them, like, and uh, I got a box 54 one I haven't used yet. I got them upstairs from oh, back in the day. Frozen, frozen yeah. Twinkies and, Frozen Twinkies chicken noodle and, soup. Oh, yeah, and smiles, man. No problem, yeah. 
I love it, man. And it's, and it's, it's this is this is the conversation that I've needed. I needed this conversation with you for quite a while. Yeah. Um, not that any of the other podcasts I do, they're a lot more serious. We dive into topics and issues, but to go down memory lane and and just enjoy nostalgia for a few minutes. Both of us being North yeah. Jersey guys and yeah. just loving the volunteer fire service like we do. And you turned it into a career. I went a different path, mm-hmm. but. All of that is packaged up from our upbringing within this incredible institution that we both love. That's right. I love it. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So, Thank where you. do you want to take this? Your father was b- big shoes, big shoes to fill. Tony Grick. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy yeah, that was a dispatcher for the city of Hackensack. His voice mm-hmm. is known over the radios. He probably has taken more photos for fire engineering and other trade publications. He's an official yep. fire buff, fire photographer, right? Mm-hmm. An ex-chief yeah. of your hometown department. Yeah. You were just telling me the similarities. Yeah, Talk, it's just, wild, bro. It's break wild. it all down for me, man. I want to uh, hear. Dude, what I, I could. I mean, you could. I could start at four years old if you want and go all the way up. It's fucking crazy. But give me uh, the highlights. The cliff. He notes. started the. From what I can remember, he started Clemco GTI out of Newark. Uh, it was a T-shirt slash buff video company. He did the buff videos. Uh, Tom Clemente and Chris Clemente. Whoa, 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 that was him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have your Clemco GTI, prevent, you know, presents volume 21, working yes, fire at Newark Engine AP. Yeah, that's no my dad's. Way. Yeah. yeah, that's all my dad's stuff. So I, but I would go with him, though. Like, he'd be like, Mike, there's a good, there's a, they got a signal 11 in Newark. We'll take a ride. I'm like, yeah, we'll take a ride. Yeah, let's go. I am having yeah. flat memory flashbacks yeah. like you wouldn't believe right yeah. now. So they, that I was, mean, yeah, it was awesome. What, does he still have like the whole library? Does he have? Yeah, everything? yeah. There's a whole. It's a white box set of VHSs. If you go on YouTube, he has a YouTube channel and he uploads all the '80s and '90s shit to uh, a YouTube channel. That's cool. Yeah, so he he did that, that, and then they did the they did the uh, the uh, Tom and Chris did the T-shirt end. Chris died unfortunately, and then Rocky from Rescue Two. He was in Rescue Two at the time. He also did T-shirts and and helped my father with the buff videos too. So there would be a job someplace. We uh, one job in particular was at Passaic, New Jersey. I was a little kid, five years old, something like that. And we go, and we're on a roof of the exposure across the street, actually. And this place is just getting it. It's out the first floor, <laughs> second floor windows. I'm five years old. I'm like, this is, oh man, five, you know. And my father, with his big mustache at the time, was like, you don't tell your mother that you're no. here. So with that, Channel Seven News comes up on the roof with us and pans over and sees my little body. On the roof, and my mother was furious when we got home. But it was worth every bit of it because I remember it. It stunk like smoke. It was great. Yeah. Those (laughs) memories, man. I mean, but to expose you like that, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like uh, to be able to to grow up that way, you have such a a profound appreciation for those memories now more than ever, right? Absolutely, man. Did you take it for granted when you were younger, though? Like, you were Tony's kid, like, you know. No, not at all, man. Every single second of it, I was was just like, my friends were watching the New York Giants, and I didn't give a shit. I was watching the Hasbro Kites Fire Department go to fires. I was watching 68 Seagrave banging through the gears and shit. That was my New York Giants, bro. (laughs) I I don't care. You know, guys are like, that's not normal. It's normal to me. It was awesome. It was all, I remember every single detail of everything with Hasbro's Fire Department and actually Hackensack too, because I would buff Hackensack when I was a kid. I would ride there on my bicycle. My parents would yell at me not to ride there on my bicycle. It was a different city back in those days, but you know, it's just I loved it. Loved well, it. growing up, growing up where you did, I mean, it's the ideal spot to go buff like three oh, or yeah. four different counties. You yeah. can be anywhere in ten minutes, right? Oh like, yeah. 
Oh, it's yeah. It's a good spot. And now oh, yeah. you find yourself the chief of the department today. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Time flies, you know. But uh, it's it's history repeating itself. Like, I grew up, my brother and my sister, there's three of us. Now I have three kids. She, chief of the same fire department. It's the same, the same exact thing that's going on. You know, my how father much, loves it. How much pride <laughs> How much pride do you carry along? Like the day you got oh, yeah. sworn in as a yeah. departmental chief. That had to be I, a very I, proud moment yeah, for you. It, it was proud, and, uh, you know, my father was proud, but I, I, I didn't really feel like it was uh, – real you know what i mean like it's not real until you get in that car and you and you're going through a job you know it, it isn't you know anybody could go to department meetings and drills and all of that until you get in the car and you're going with a fire it's not real you know and you got to make some you got to make some decisions you know but uh and i you know my father told me that because you better know what you better know what you're doing because it's gonna <laughs> you better know what you're doing it's getting it's gonna get real, very real really fast and being the incident commander on the volunteer side is extremely difficult because you don't know who's coming. You don't know the skill level. Yeah. You don't know how many guys are coming, the mutual aid that's coming. It's just, everything's a question. There's all question marks all the way down the box. So it's a little bit more difficult. I think it's a little more difficult now than when my father was chief. And I think that he would agree too. Um, you know, everybody's working two jobs now, three jobs. Everybody's got kids. It's the economy's a lot different. So it's a little bit, the volley side is a little bit harder now, I think. But I got a great group of guys. These guys are savages on my fire department. I love them. I love so everyone. We're going to get there oh because I, I know how highly you speak of them. But I want to. Yeah. I just want to circle back. I agree with you. And in, in when you talk about, you know, municipal volunteer fire chiefs and what they bring to the table and the amount of knowledge they have to have and the ability to deal with calling audibles or be having things thrown at them. Yeah, it is a dynamic and fluid time to be a fire yeah. chief, especially oh, yeah. in a volunteer organization. Oh yeah, I, yep. Just knowing resources, staffing, building, like how well and how intimate you know your first do right, and knowing the different things, and then mm -hmm. knowing, I mean, it's just all of it. And when you put that all together, there's nothing else like it. No, anyway. uh, especially this district here has brickites. People don't realize it. We covered the borough has for kites. Route 17, Route 46, part of Route 80, all of Teterboro we cover, all of Teterboro Airport we go to, which is Port Authority property. And if anybody's ever driven through Teterboro, it's a unique place all in and of itself. Sure. Um, we had T-shirts uh, a couple few years ago. It said planes, trains, and automobiles above, above the fucking patch because we That's literally, cool. we were doing everything. Um, and it's we used to do pin jobs once a week easily once a week a pin job a good one too now we're doing more fires than we did pins yeah. so it, it's it's wild you know i'll get into the new apparatus that we purchased and all this other yeah. stuff but you know but for you different. for you to come up through the ranks right I yeah mean, you have yeah. this you have this uh incredible foundation from which you came right You're super protective of the fire department that you right. come up through Right. You are changing the game in some ways, though, because of your all-in attitude, right? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's infectious. Talk to me about the, the makeup of the department today where you're the chief and, and yeah. what's happening because I know you're super passionate about the guys that yeah, you're man. working for you. Yeah, man. I love the place. So uh, what happened was in 2018, we changed the entire fire department. Um, we had Engine 1, Engine 2, Ladder 1. They were all companies, separate companies, but within one big firehouse which makes absolutely anyone listening to this that does that stupid shit, it makes no sense whatsoever. So we got rid of the companies. 
we have one fire department. So the first, you know, it's all, it's basically SOP driven. First four, four guys, five guys max get on the first two engine. Four, next four or five guys get on the first two truck, second two engine, rescue, and so on and so forth. Um, so we, we did a lot of changes for the better. We did a whole brand new SOP book. Um, I, have, I have a lot of help too. It's not all me. I have a lot of really good help. Um, I got, I have a, a really good young guys that are just savages with stretching lines. Then I have a couple of middle guys that are, that are good at that. And also good apparatus operators. Um, you know, I got a lot of help. I have older guys like my father and, you know, other senior guys. So I have, I have a well-rounded place. And if I, you know, what I find is if you've got a problem or if you need help, ask for it. Cause somebody in the room knows what to do. Guaranteed. So it's like, just cause you're the chief don't mean shit. Ask somebody, you know, do you, do you find though that your excitement and your passion that you have for it yes. fuels them to yes. want to do more? Yes. You're, yes. you're bringing some of the old guys that maybe yes. have drifted away or starting to come back. Yes. Yep. Talk to me about that. Because what goes on now is so we, and guys break my chops all the time and I really don't give a shit. So we call it, we call a signal 1030 in the eighties when my father was like, you know, like young guy and everything, Signal 1030 meant a work and fire. It meant that in Woodridge and it meant that in Hasbro Heights. Signal 1030 started in the 1970s in the FDNY. Before it was 1075, it was 1030. People don't realize that. And that's how it came to South Bergen. They got rid of it when we got rid of 10 codes, which I think was a horrible idea, getting rid of 10 codes. And anybody listening to this, I know what your opinion is. I don't care what your opinion is. Because when you say, when you say, I'm on the Charlie side of division four sector division. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's not plain, plain English to me. We change over to plain English. It's not plain English. So we went over to signal 1030. So when I say 1030 over the radio, every senior guy, an immediate grin comes on their face because it just brings them back to the eighties. And every young guy has a grin on their face because they know they're going to go do something cool, whether it be a fire or whatever. So we're a busy fire department. And for instance, Christmas Eve, right? We, we started a 1030 program. Anything that we, that we believe is going to be an all hands assignment is now a 1030. Christmas Eve, pager goes off. I have it low. My kids are opening gifts, blah, blah, blah. We're having a nice time. Then the pager goes off again. Signal 1030 for the address, 777 Terrace, blah, 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 blah. Oh, fuck, I got to go. And it's, it's a fire. But so guys that are, I don't want to say blow off the call, but guys that are even, I have guys that are at work. Their jobs have told them, if you hear 1030, go over that page or leave, because then it's serious. And we all know about, you know, fire alarms and all of this stuff, which, is, sure. you know, you can handle with a single engine sometimes. And in the volley house, guys are at work. Again, they have two jobs, kids, this, that. Somebody bangs out the 1030. I'm calling my mom to come over here and watch the kids. And I'm, and I'm going. That's it. And that's, and that's how we're getting, we're getting guys out quick, because... They know if they hear me on the radio and call for that, they know it's legit. They're not good. They're, you know, it's not a, your average fire alarm or whatever it may be, you know. So that's that's the problem. You know, a lot of times people take the police department's word for it. I'll say the police department is on scene. And it. No, you take the fire department's word for it. Whoever's first do, they'll call 1030. If they call that, mutual aid hears it too. Because everybody hears buffs. So Woodridge is listening to the radio. Lodi is listening to the radio. Moonaki, South Hackensack, Hackensack from the work of fire assignment. They're listening. Oh, shit, they got a 1030. Let's get to our firehouse and get ready to go. So when we get a fire here, you got rigs coming in in every which direction instantaneously, which is what I was, what I was shooting for. 
you know? Yeah, and it's it makes I mean it makes sense. And I, mm-hmm. I you know, people can argue ten codes all you want. I don't care. I, I Yeah, don't I don't care, care either. This is for this is yeah. our conversation. Yeah. So we can talk about it the way we want. And there is something to that for sure. And and, and mm-hmm. to back it up in the volunteer suburban area, you know, it's typically the police are often on scene before fire. Yeah. We had a fire we had a fire we had a basement fire the other night and the cops mm-hmm. called out with nothing showing, the vice yeah. fire department nothing showing, and yeah. our chief pulls up two minutes later and we got smoke from the rear of the house, right? Like sure. you sure. know, and it's it's a different animal, right? It's a sure. different game. Sure. Um, and the other thing too is when you become heavily dependent upon your additional resources, right? Coming mm-hmm. in from other jurisdictions like right. we do here so often, right? right? It's to get everybody on that same page so that you get them from the get matters. Yeah. You know, we, we have a great relationship with the Woodridge Fire Department. We do. The rigs are set up the same. Tenement loads we have off the rear. It, ev- everything is pretty much the same. They have a heavy rescue. We put our rescue into re- reserve. We now we now run a squad company, which is a whole nother. That word's a whole nother argument in and of itself, but we'll get into that later. Um, but they run, they run the heavy rescue. We have the squad. Between the two fire departments, we call each other for one and one. Um, you know, they get a fire, we'll come with an engine and truck. We get a fire, they'll come with an engine and truck. I would say 80% of the time, whatever we got going on, it's handled by those companies. You know, we get a fast company out of Carlstadt, and that's the end of it. Um, yeah. You know, and it's we work did, really well. How did you get two different departments from two different municipalities, two different administrations to get on the same page like that? We just tell them, we're going to fires. We're not delivering ice, as Bobby Ecker would say. We, we need help and we need it right away. Um, right. If you look around all these neighborhoods down here in South Bergen, it's literally turned into the parking lot for New York city. There is people everywhere. So now the new issue that I'm having, and I've noticed it over the last year is when we hit rush hour here, five, six o'clock at night, you get a reported fire. It is impossible to get to the firehouse to get the rigs out. There's guys fighting through traffic. So it's like, you got to start mutual aid out fast. You know, this I had a I had to I had a fifth alarm, whatever whatever it was, two weeks ago. I gotta start these guys out fast. These guys are coming from home, number one, and then they get to we have the boulevard is one of our main thoroughfares. They hit the boulevard and they're in, in traffic. No one cares about the blue lights anymore. You might as well turn them off. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you might as well turn them off. I don't care what I, you know, these guys have I feel bad for them and they're fighting through traffic, you know, pissing people off. The people call the police station, oh some guy's driving erratically trying to go to fires so you have that issue so it's we went to you know both towns we're like listen this is what we got to do we're not merging departments at all but when we get a fire we're going to call for help woodridge has the avalon complex it's literally a town within the town right 100 lightweight wood frame you guys just had a fire there the other just night, had a fire there that night yep yeah they they do two to three fires in there a year you'd be surprised woodridge they woodridge gets a decent amount of work for being a small town and, uh, you know, they're busy. And again, the Avalon complex is a town within the town. It's huge. It's it's all lightweight wood frame. I'm watching you guys, Chief. I, I'm watching you guys put hose in the street more than ever before. We do it on that's, regular regular runs. That's Reg, new to you guys. Right, regular new, regular runs, yeah. Newer. When I when I got in as Chief, uh, I, I, I asked the guys what they thought about it. I said, listen, man, uh, when we pull up, I want the engine and pump. If it's anything, food on a stove, if you see a wisp of smoke come out of a mouse hole, we'll start on a line. Start a line on every run. I want the engines to pump. I want the jacks set minimal on the truck on every run. I don't care what's going on. 
and we've pulled up to what we think is a BS run. And they already got a line stretch, and it's no big deal, you know. And uh, it also it's it's training for the guys, you know. And uh, like Bobby Ecker teaches, uh, you know, beat the parking lot, right? Well, exactly that. We pulled up, and I got young guys, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. And here comes the tenement load off the back of the rig. You know, we have a strip ball in Teterboro. It's called Teterboro Landing, you know. And uh, we got an activated fire alarm and a smash burger. Here comes a tenement load off the rig. They're stretching down the sidewalk, kicking the picnic tables off the sidewalk, and they're stretching. They don't give a shit. Fire alarm. They open the front door. The place is filled with smoke. It's actually a small fire in the, in the grease area, or grease trap, rather. So they got a line with them. They're ready to go. Sticks going to the roof. It's all happening. But the guys love it. They love it. They want to be firemen. Guys, yeah. get on, guys are going on the fire alarm. Because they want to be firemen. They're not going to take a ride. So let them be firemen. Why are we in such a hurry to go home? What is the problem? And you see that that's the culture that I grew up on certain people. Not that they were bad people. They're all, everybody, they're all good chiefs I grew up on. But they were in such a hurry to cancel the engine out or listen to the PD end of it or whatever. No. Everything that we go to is a work and fire until I say it's not. That's how we're going to do this game. So if I don't say it's not a fire, start a line, get the, get the stick to the roof. And other times, we'll pretend it's a fire, even if it's not. So we have a bunch of tenements in Hasbro Kites up and down Terrace Avenue here. H-type, multiple dwellings, everything. Uh, we pulled up at one. You know what? I know it's a, it's a trouble alarm. It's not even a fire alarm. Start a line to the front door. Let's just go through it. Start a line to the front door, engine two, suction of hydrant. When I say suction of hydrant, I mean water through the fucking hose into the, into the engine. Let's go. And then I'll, I'll go through the entire motions with the guys over the radio, like a drill, conduct a par, do the entire thing. And they go back to the firehouse. We'll back the rigs in and we have a little critique of it. Every fire we go to, we back the rigs in and we have a critique of it. No fighting, no bullshit. I don't like guys having a critique. We used to do it where we have a fire, right? Then we have a critique three or four days or whatever yeah, the next monthly right. meeting was. Right. No. No, I ended yep. that. I ended that because it gives time. It give guy. It'll give guys time to go home, and marinate something in their brain. Talk shit, right? Then out on the phone, negative. Come back to the fire. Everybody comes to the back of the firehouse. We're gonna go around. I go last, right? Go around the room. I don't care if you're a junior firefighter. I don't care who you are. Well, you got fifty years. I don't go around the room. Everybody's thoughts. What went right? What went wrong? What? Did, where did I go wrong? At a command post? Whatever. And we do it, and it solves a lot. It stops a lot of the bullshit. You'd be surprised, you know. Listen, there's departments that don't allow the bullshit to fester because yeah. they hit it face on, yeah. and it, and a good shop does not allow for it. Mm-mm. And ship bags no. don't ship bags. They don't get any foothold. No. in good departments. No, you see them, and I don't. You know, I've had guys leave. I've had guys, you know. I've actually had one guy in particular come up to me and, and tell me, listen, uh, I love what you're doing. It's just I'm, I, I can't keep up with it right now. I'm, I'm getting like I'm getting old and this and that. And I, I said, oh, bro, I completely respect it. But I respect it a lot because you see him. I'm trying to make a change here. Yeah. You know, I want this place to be a fire department, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the younger guys. And I'm sure they're going to watch this and they're all going to be happy. But my younger guys are animals. It is wild. Does it? It's because you allow them to be so. I let them go. You yes. got to get. You got to give everybody a job. So, all right. I if I pull up and I'm command, and uh, you know, 
engine two pulls up. We we had six hundred series numbers. We got rid of that too. That was another change that we made. So engine two used to be called six one six. We don't have six hundred and sixteen engines in the Borough Heisberg Heights. So we went to engine two. So engine so so engine two engine. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's the truth though, you know? I love it. So engine two will pull up. So it'll be the lieutenant and it might be a junior lieutenant. Uh, engine two, we got a, uh, activated fire alarm to tell me on the second floor or whatever. And, you know, the police department would be coming out and trying to tell me something. I don't really care. We're the fire department. We're here to do our business. It's not a burglar alarm. So the fire department will go in. The lieutenant will say, yeah, you know what? We got food on the stove. This is what we, we're going to start lining the second floor. Give me a blah, blah, blah. And I'll let him go. I'm not going to stop him. Do what you got to do because I want you to do that when I'm not here. That's what counts. What if I'm not here? You need to know what you're doing. I I can't be the babysitter. So they are trained to a point now where when I'm not there, I'm at work and I'm listening to the scanner, and they're just doing the same thing. No big yeah. deal. They had a car through a, a house last night with a pin. No big deal. It, you know, it's just it's busier than it's ever been up there. And uh, has it? Has it, ev- I mean, f- under your tutelage and obviously the hard work of everybody that surrounds you, you are, you are bringing a new level to the I'm, department. I think. I, I, you know what? It, we all are. We all, mm, it, it's well, all, it's yeah. all of us because I, my younger guys and, you know, and again, I tell you about that, that generational thing. Mm-hmm. I loved partying in the firehouse when I was a kid. Loved it. We would get smashed drunk and go to fires. I admit it. It is what it is. So did my dad's generation. The guys now, they don't party as much. Surprisingly so, they don't party as much. Older guys look at them like, oh, what's wrong with these guys, this and that. But when we get a fire, these guys are on the rig, ready to go, 110%. Every stitch of gear on, like 10 to 9 is ready to go. You know, we get into this fire I went to a couple weeks ago. It'll blow your mind who put the fire out. You know, and I, I, it's just... And that's what I want, you know, so whatever and whoever listens to this, whatever your younger guys want, just give it to them. Holy shit. So the younger guys in my firehouse, we have a beautiful fire room. I'm sure everybody, every volley house does, right? A beautiful hall, whatever you want to call the fucking thing. The guy said, you know what? We want to get a ratty, ratty old couch out of the garbage and we want to get a flat screen TV and we want to put it behind the lab truck on the apparatus floor. Go ahead, bro. Go get it. Go. Go get it. Go get it. I'll help you get it now. Let's go get it. Let's go buy get a fucking couch out of the garbage. Put it here. Is that going to make you guys happy? Yeah. You sit here. We're going to watch TV. And if a run comes in, we're going to get on the rig. Sounds good to me. You know, whereas you have other cheese or where the... We're not doing that. That's not what this... Just let them do it. Whatever's going to keep the guys in the firehouse and keep them happy, let them do it. It's not a big deal. We got to double down on our people. The, the yeah. go-getters... The A-listers, we got to double down on them and don't hold them back. You know what? Because I was that kid. Yes. I was that kid at 18 years old. I lived in that firehouse, you know, and I hated certain guys that were breaking balls about stupid stuff. I couldn't stand it. You know, I just wanted to be a fireman. So let these kids be firemen. But you fuel that culture, man. Like, that's the thing. It's like you've, you've created this now, this environment that only wants the best. It fuels it. Right. And I freaking I love that. Yeah. But not only that, it means the job is going to be done the way it needs to get done. Right. Like you have guys that are so passionate and committed now. Right. Because they love the game. Right. Right. They want to be in the game. They're all in. They want to be they want to be part of it. I got guys joining like crazy, you know, and and we have a membership committee and the membership committee is is legit. My assistant chief Miguel Gonzalez, this kid will tell you. 
to sit down in the membership committee. He has a very heavy Dominican accent, and I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. And he ta- yeah. and he and he spells it out. We don't. He go. We don't have time for bullshit here. We don't play any games. So if you're down, join. If you're not down, this isn't for it's you. Not for you. It's not yeah, for it's you, not man. And, and and guys hear that, and their eyes light up. And they're, and they're all about my brother's is coming back. My brother moved to California. He moved home and he, he saw this job the other day and he called me on the phone. He's like, I'm back. That's it. I'm back. I'm just give me the SOP book. Give me just, I'm back. I'm like, okay, cool. You're back. So he's, you know, he's going, but he's got to go through the process just like everybody else getting no special treatment from me. Do you find yourself just incredibly excited more, more? So oh my God. I love ever? it. I love the, I always talk about, I was talking about with somebody, somebody that they would be is the intensity of the situation is wild. It's completely different. Like if we get an activated fire alarm right now, I'm going to get in the fire chief's car. I'm going to start going. I always, if the alarm is past the firehouse going north of the firehouse, I always pass up the firehouse for us to go up the hill. I look, the intensity is unbelievable. People are sprinting for an activated fire alarm. Love it. And, and it's, it's, and they're not unsafe. They don't drive the rig like, like maniacs, but you know, I will get to the alarm, uh, what, you know, whatever it may be, a corner of Williams and the Boulevard, let's say your closest hydrant is just south of the, of the building. I don't have to say anything else. They're grabbing up yeah. on a hydrant. They're getting ready to stretch. There is no special instructions anymore. You know, it, you know, where I listen to the radio, there's other towns and they'll say, give me a team of four with a tech and tools. Like, dude, what? You got a fire department. You should be. Well, I don't understand. What else are you going to do? So, you, you know. me nuts. Yeah. We're coming with a driver in three. Like, dude, what are you doing? Just just go. Just go do your job. You know. So now, if you just train the guys on every run to just do the same thing, when you get something really bad at five o'clock in the morning, just do the same thing. And fire's going to go yeah. That's it. I mean, you're yeah. creating an environment that fosters firefighting, right? We want firefighters. That's and, it. And whatever that takes, double down on them, give them the tools and let them run. I, I, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. But, yeah. Mike, that comes from a place of confidence in your world, though, too. Right. We got right. a lot of shitty chiefs and shitty oh, leaders out yeah. there that don't let their people work because they're yep. intimidated by it because they're they can't intimidated by their own weight. Yep, absolutely. So, like, I tell the guys all the time, I'm not going to tell you to do something that I can't do myself. I'm not going to train you in something that I haven't done myself. And they know it. They know for a fact if I'm if I tell them get the roof open, get the ceiling down on the second the floor, job can be done. they know if they can't get it done, I can walk in and go do it. Whereas yes. I've worked for chiefs in the past in heights where they're maybe they're a little bit older. They weren't really, you know, I I'm young enough. Again, that elder millennial saying, yeah, I'm yeah. young enough that I can still do it. And, and when I get out of chief, I look forward going back to being a fireman with these guys. Cause now they're like, it's like the military up there. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be great. That's fun. Your upbringing in the firehouse. We talked about your father and the impact there and, and, you know, all your memories from growing up huh. and, and just, oh, yeah. you know, all of that influence. Um, but that also led you down the career route. Also. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you got yeah. uh, 14 years as a career firefighter in the city of Hackensack, which yeah. is only literally yeah. share a border with. Right? Yeah, we're, we're, border, we're a bordering city. It's it's I'm into work in, uh, you know, three minutes, you know, when I'm in a hurry, so, you know. And Hackensack's one of those cities that is being uh, revitalized, right? Yeah, it, it, well, they're, it, yeah, they're, they're trying ahead. to they're they're trying to build it up and they're doing a really good job. It's a completely different city that that I worked in when I got on the job. Um, 
there's a there's a a, uh, a guy who just retired, huge mentor of mine. He hates when I say his name on these type of things. He's a very modest guy, but he called it Sample City because you have a sample of every type of building construction in the whole world. I mean, literally everything. You know, row frames, commercial, any any type of commercial building, churches, high rise, regular frames, brace frames, lightweight wood frame, hybrid, every building construction that you can think of is on top of one another in the city of Hackensack. And there's just people everywhere. And it, it there's <laughs> there's freight trains coming through, there's commuter trains coming through. Yeah. It's it's nuts. Then we have the ho- we have the hospital, which is its own city of itself. And it's busy, man. We're going you know. We we are running around like maniacs, going to fires. We go to the ladder company is going to ten different municipalities, mutual aid, automatic. You know, so there's always some. If you're on a ladder company, there you, you you're you're pretty busy. You know, running around. Which you are, Mike, right? You're on yeah. ladder one. I'm on ladder yeah. one there. Yeah, it's best so job, best people, job in the world. A lot of people listening um, probably recognize the name Hackensack because it, it, there's mm-hmm. a historical fire there, the Hackensack sure. Ford fire sure. that occurred um, where five sure. five brothers were lost. And mm-hmm. I know after that fire in the 80s, it was, uh, you know, there were a lot mm-hmm. of corrections made to the, not just Hackensack, but to the fire service in general. Yeah. It was a pivotal yep. fire that took place. So for you, I know you guys do your ceremony every July in recognition of that, but Right. You know, there's something there. You guys are rooted in the American Fire Service, you yeah. know, as a name. Yeah. And uh you must carry that with you too though. I'm sure. A lot of a lot of changes that I do in the uh in the volley house come out of that fire in Hackensack because I was uh you know, what my biggest mentor, his name is John. I'm gonna say it, I don't care, John. Um, he was at that fire. He operated at that fire and, and yeah and took a, the brunt of, you know, that fire and he told me every single detail about that job so <laughs> it's funny because changes were made throughout the american fire service from that fire and little by little by little the changes kind of got forgotten a little bit not what hackens act the shit is strict over there but little by little by little they they due to technology and different things so yeah. it, it so i'll use hasbro kites as an example one of the biggest takeaways from that fire was obviously the building construction but the radio issues that were happening, having yes. a channel one and having a fire ground channel, never, never the two shall meet. Uh, several years ago in Hasbro Kites, we got a repeater system, technology advanced, and we went to one repeated channel and we one dispatch channel. So what was going on was, okay, we got dispatched over 154160. So anybody listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about. They put out reported fire. The repeater channel, um, you know, engine two to, or at the time, 616 whatever start water and i'll have the i'll have woodridge or another mutual aid company coming in and they're cutting cut me off on the radio right. you know so thank god it's not a May Day. uh we have a member ryan shoot he's very good at radios and we were talking about it. he's like dude this is crazy i said yeah i know it's crazy let's fix it and he fixed it we got brand new portable radios fire ground channel one and the older guys it was kind of a learning curve the younger guys it was very simple hey bro portable radio channel 16 Rig radios on repeater. That's it. So it, yep. st- it started out as, oh, we'll do it for first alarm assignments only. I said, no, no, we're going to do it on every single run. So, and we never have a problem. Never. And that's the way we do it in Hackensack, and we never have a problem. You know, it's, it's, yeah. there's certain little things that you got to pay attention to because I've been taught over the, and everything that I'm telling you right now, someone else taught me. I didn't come up with the shit. 
Sure. So you come up, you get like five or six little things wrong on a fire. It equates to one major problem. It, it, it's every line of duty death that you see. Uh, there was a line of duty death recently. And that night when I was at work, I, I immediately took action and did a policy change. From my job, I did a policy change. I said, starting tomorrow, we're doing this and we're carrying this. That's it. You know, and that's how you got to be. You know, if guys got killed, you better know why, what happened. And I say it all the time, especially if they're from where you are, you know, like uh, South Burton County, you know, Rutherford, January 4th, 1994, fatal fire, fireman got right. killed. You better know what happened, especially if it's right here. You can go ask somebody, you can go ask Paul Dansback, hey, Paul, what happened? He'll tell you what happened. It'd be real stupid to make the same mistake again. He talks about it on every anniversary. Yeah. He posts something about it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how I learned about it, to be yeah. honest. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Paul's a wealth of important. Oh, he's he's well incredible. I've been trying yeah. to get together with him forever, but uh, he's mm -hmm. incredible, and he's got amazing kids that are coming right up yeah. in his footsteps. You yeah. know, Christian and for Will, sure. Yeah. yeah. So, talk to me a little bit more. Then, so I mean, obviously, everything revolves around the firehouse for you. I mean, I know how important your family is, and in fact, you have a newborn at home, yep. you know, and so on. Growing family, wonderful yep. wife, beautiful kids, yep. and all of that. Thank and I you. know how important they are to you. But the fire service has really taken hold with you. Yeah, and it so always has. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's no yeah. change, no change. And, you know, my wife will tell you, she's like, yeah, this is who I met. And it's just the same way just that, you know, like you told you told the story. <laughs> I'll never forget it. We were we were wrapping up. I think it was in Wildwood or somewhere after the conference there, the convention. And um, we were sitting around doing a beer in the parking lot after everything, you know, and a bunch of us are there. And Terry's there, my wife's. Mm -hmm. and, and I think your wife was there because you mm -hmm. told this story about. You were in a suit going out to pick up a cake or something for a oh, no. birthday party? No, it, it, was, it was my daughter's – my daughter was being baptized, dude. It was my daughter's <laughs> baptism. I, Harry I swear still to, talks about – I, swear I to told Christ. her I was coming on today with you. I swear to God. I said you were going to be yeah. on, and she just busted it was out my, It goes, was my daughter's baptism, but, you know, the baptism was beautiful. But you know what? But before the baptism, it was great. I was in a suit and tie. Then a reporter fire came in. Guess what? Reporter fire. I'm going. Reporter fire. I don't give a shit what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so getting a rig. We get down there. I'm on the ladder truck. It was a peaked roof that went to a flat. Fire was in the attic, and it was extending downward, believe it or not, into the flat roof section. So I said, oh, this is a beautiful time. And it's, it's about 100 degrees outside, and I'm in a suit. So we're, we're going to cut this roof off of this house. It's happening. So it's just, and we're going, the guys are working. We're at, this, I was like capped at the time, a lieutenant or some shit. And we are removing the roof off this house. And it's just smoke. It's, it's shitty. And it's 100 degrees outside. So every five minutes, I'm on a fire ground channel. And I'm ladder one to come in. Go ahead. What time is it? All right, it's 1130. Okay, in 10 <laughs> minutes. Chief, you got to tell me in 10 minutes. You got you to gotta tell me, bro. All right, what? and we're running the saws. Half the saws were dying on the roof. We cut this roof off of this house, and it was 100% necessary. And then finally, oh, uh, you know, command, command to ladder one. It's 12 noon. All right, I got to get off the roof. I got off the roof. Radio car, a police car gave me a ride back to the firehouse. I got in my, in my personal car, flew to my house. Now I'm messed up. And stink like soot or whatever it was time to go to church went to the church it was great there's a picture on instagram and my whole face is beat red from carbon monoxide poisoning holding my newborn baby it was great it was a wonderful day you know it happens you know it was it was great oh yeah. my 
Yeah. My white Terry was yeah. hysterical. <laughs> yeah, she's like, if you yeah. ever do that to me, she's like, I'll kill yeah. you. My, I dude, if I have the opportunity, oh, I will. My wife, yeah. my wife is a saint. She has that's the least of it, dude. She's she's yeah. I left her in church one time to go to a good job. New Year's Eve. We had a really good job. We were in church together. And I heard the page. I always keep the page on vibrate really low when I'm hearing it come through. I gotta go. I left her in the church, took my car, went to the fire rocking three floors of fire it was completely worth it she walked to the fire and she's just like like that and i and she dude she's a trooper man i love her to death because she deals with the shit and you know so she's she's got my back she really does so so many of them do right yeah. it's this thing that we just can't control i mean yeah. we literally can i'm very much the same way no. dude i like going to fires now more than i ever did and, and you know yeah. there was some guy back in the day man he said to me ah kid you know You'll be you'll be doing this for five years or so, and you know, you know, you're gonna get tired of it and getting up in the middle of my. You know what? No, I'm 21 years in. I want to go to fires now more than ever. This job, if you don't love going to fires, get out, get out, get out. You should love every facet of this job. I love taking the rig. To, I love taking the rig to go put fucking fuel in it. This is what you should love it. I agree. If you don't love it, get out, bro. Get out. Why are you here? And I and you, you gotta ask some people. You gotta ask why are you here, bro? What are you What are you doing? Well, that's it. I mean, you know, some people lose it. Some people never had it. Well, yeah, you know? yeah. And you know what? What's beautiful to watch is people that never had it that grow into it. You know, sure. and I've seen a lot of. I have a lot of guys like that. They didn't know anything about the fire department. They come in, and they're like, "Oh wow, this is what's up." Yeah, this is what's up. And they 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 that love that they grow, you know, for the fire service. And I knew some nothing of, about it. I'm like, this is some gross. of my favorite people are, are people that had yeah. no upbringing in yeah. the fire service at all and None. found it later in life in their twenties or thirties. Yeah. And they go all in on it. Yeah, man. It's great. You know, for, you know, lucky for me when I was, I decided when I was uh, 13 years old, 12 years old, that I, this is 100% what I am going to do with the rest of my life. 100% I went to a fire with my father, came in as actually a fire one. And I, I knew that at that fire, I said, this is it. I don't care about school. I don't care about anything. I had my my Jones and Bartlett fire one book in senior year of high school and just reading the book over and over and over again. I don't care about your history class. And I, and listen, it pro was that the right decision? Probably not. But that, that's what I wanted to do. And guess what? I'm working on Job City Hackers Act 14 years, so I don't really care. So I, I, I didn't excel in academics. I didn't care about sports. I didn't care about any of it. I cared about going to fires. I got on junior fire department at 16 years old, and that was it. That's never looked back. Never looked back, man. I don't, I don't regret. Yeah. I don't regret it. I don't regret it at all. No, and in fact, it's uh, that's what I love about you, and that's kind of how I started this conversation. Mm -hmm. Is you are unapologetic and fiercely loyal. Mm -hmm. to this job, and, yeah. and it's given. I think it's given you so much. I know how much it's given me. But I know how much it gives you. Oh, sure. dude, I love it. You know, a lot of it's my memories, man, of back in the day. A lot of it's that. I talk about the ShopRite fire all the time. It's on YouTube. It, it wasn't really ShopRite. It was a liquor store and an exposure. But, that was uh, on seven, 17, right? Route 17, yeah. Then? Route 17 yeah. in Williams. Came, that shit came in as yep. an activated fire alarm. You know, my fire, yeah. and, you know, activated fire alarm and typical address. And um, I, I was at my grandparents' house with my father. My father had the Chevy Suburban, red Chevy Suburban, brand new at the time with a GE power call siren installed. And he goes, you want to take a ride? Yeah, let's go take a ride. All right, let's go. Cool, man. GE siren going, slow ride, activated fire alarm. We pull into the complex, don't see anything into the complex. 
Ducks left. I look. This place is getting it. The windows are <laughs> the windows are blowing out. Machine is starting to melt in front. Mac machine, remember? They're starting it's starting to melt in front of the store. I feel the heat coming through the Chiefs car. I'm like, this is wild. And I can't wait to see what's gonna happen next. So here comes yeah. here comes the engine. They come down the highway, they spin around, come the wrong way up the highway, grab up on a hydrant, lay in, swing the deck gun around. And they opened the deck gun and literally knocked this fire down in about a minute, like a minute. And that was it. And they mopped it up with two lines. And that was it. And I'm like, holy shit. It, you know, and at that point, I'm like, this is what I'm doing. That's it. You know, and from that point on, I was hooked. Like, really, I was always hooked. But from that point on, I'm like, this is it. Those those guys were giants to me. Yeah. But the, they were dude, giants. They're, they're nuts. I, you know, they pulled up and it was this 1977 Seagrave Lime Green. I remember like it was yesterday, and they and you. I remember the the sound that that rig used to make when they would boost it up, yeah. and it was it was wild. And they put it out, and it was like no big deal either. They they put it out, and they're like, yeah, whatever, putting the hose away. I'm like, and I'm looking at them like, holy shit, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah it's cool. And that's why I think now more than ever though is like we need to be conscious of that because mm-hmm. like what those guys did for you. Yeah. How they how they took care of business. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. They are directly responsible mm-hmm. for making you who you are today. Yeah. And you're listen, bro, you're that guy. Twenty one yeah. years in the fire service now. You got kids coming up behind you know, your own kids. Yeah. But you're also raising nineteen and twenty year old kids in your firehouse. You, know, you are yeah. a big part of their foundation in the fire service. What's what's odd about that, you know, so I was talking about that with my father the other day. What's odd about it is I still feel like the eighteen, nineteen year old kid. Ah, I'm right there with and you. And I'm man. and I'm like on oh, no. and and you know, at work, guys look at me as a kid because I'm a lot younger than the guys at work. So I right. I feel it at work. So I feel it when I come home, but I look at myself I'm like, oh no, he, this kid is actually twenty years younger than me. Yeah. But I want to go to fires just as much as he does, you know. So we're good with that. But <laughs> you know, but uh, it's it's a whirlwind, man. And when you have that passion for the fires, when you have that pat, like you know, there's a there's all there's a few like tactical things that I have trouble with. Yeah, I want to get into that a little bit. The radio being one of them. They tell you, stay calm on the radio. Stay calm on the radio. I listen to radio all over the country. I really do. I'm I'm a I'm a buff in all aspects. You, you talk whatever you want to talk about helmets, radio etiquette, uh, you know what signals they you you name the shit. We'll talk about it, okay? There are certain bosses out there that they talk like an airline, you know, like a pilot on an airline. No, get on a radio, get on a radio, and say what you want and mean what you say, and it gets the guys. Oh shit, something's going on. Let's wake everybody wake up, have a cup of coffee and wake the fuck up because we're going to work. I'm tired of the airline pilot talk. And that's how I talk on a radio a very specific way. And when it's not a fire, it, extremely calm because it's not a fire. But these guys know when I want them to step it up. You know, and yeah, so, and I and I said it, step it up. Absolutely. I don't care. All right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love it. You know what so happened? This... Everybody came. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Absolutely. Yeah. So I these are a couple clips from a recent fire you guys had. You would have 
as you just explained it mm-hmm. on arrival, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Give me just paint the picture because I, I want to talk about it a little bit. So uh, it's five o'clock. Well, I have a newborn, right? So the baby wakes up all sorts of hours of the night. So I thought it was like two o'clock in the morning. So the pager went off. I wasn't sure if the baby was crying or the pager. So my wife, she has this, we have a system. She knows where I'm going. So it came in as a truck fire. So I get up, truck fire. Bobby Echo makes fun of me all the time because I love going to car fires. I like going to any kind of fire. I don't give a shit what it is. So I'm with you. So comes in a truck fire. She knows I'm going. She we're able to disarm the the uh, the alarm system from the phones. So the procedure at my house is when I get up, she disarms the alarm system so I don't set the alarm system off and wake everybody up. Right. I go out. She locks the door from the phone. I get into the chief's car and I'm gone. I get outside. The smoke is in the street of my house. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Now, now I'm, but I'm like still asleep, dude. Like I'm still, yeah. I'm in my, yeah, yeah, I yeah, am yeah. in my dad pajama pants with slides on and this t-shirt. And I'm like, there's smoke. Wait a minute. Is there a house fire? Like, because I'm still sleeping. And then I, sure. and then I look up and I see a column like, oh shit. So I, I got in the car. As soon as the ignition went on in the car. Immediately signal 1030 to box 101 from Woodridge immediately because I could just tell what's going on. You know, oh, you got to come in. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, man. So, the, the, that's like, amazing. so, like, if you like, and I, you know, I, I tell the guy, you know, and anybody listening to this shit, like, it, like, dude, call him. You could cancel them. Who cares, bro? I'd rather call them and, and not need them than get down there. And then I waited way too long, and now I have something completely out of control. And that thing came in as a truck fire. So I, yeah. so I turned the corner. Everyone had seen the pictures. It looked like the world was on fire. What was really cool about it was when I got there, the heat came through the chief's car and melted the mirror on the chief's car. So we, we, we eBayed the mirror, and we fixed it. So we set up the command post i see there's a tanker on fire which is obvious i had i updated it and then i look to the right of the tank you can't really see because it's a ball of fire i look to the right there's a about i would say 75 by 250 one story ordinary fully involved um oh wow cool there's a there's like a building back there that's on fire. i didn't even i couldn't even see that so then i updated yep, yep. i said uh engine two i got a building fully involved on top of this shit so Grab up on a hydrant and swing the deck on around 200 PSI. And yeah, I said that, 200 PSI. Um, my guys are trained. I don't care. If we're putting a deck gun into service, a deck gun is going, we're going to be on a hydrant. Our hydrants and hazmatites are giving us unbelievable volume and unbelievable brushing here. We're getting 120 right off the get. No problem. Really? No nice. problem. So we the thing gets revved up to 200 PSI. I'm not looking to put fires out. I'm looking to murder the fire and destruct everything in its path. And that's what the deck gun is going to do at 200 PSI. The fire went out. I would say 90% of that fire went out by that single engine deck gun. Now, we had two ladder pipes in service. Or, I'm sorry, three ladder pipes in service, a towel ladder. We had all sorts of stuff going on. Two multiversals, multiple two and a half stretch. We had all sorts of shit going on. That deck gun did 80% of the fire. The chauffeur, that was his first fire driving. The deck gun guy, that was his first fire ever. So this this crew that pulled up, extremely green. 18-year-old yeah. kid on the deck gun. The guy driving, yeah. 20 or 21 years old, the guy driving. First fire driving the rig. Imagine your first fire driving the rig. You're getting ordered. 
Give me a deck on, give me a deck on arrival at 200 psi. The whole world. At least fire. he told me what to pump it. At. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> and I got the kid, I got the kid on the deck. I'm looking back, and he's got a smile. I'm like, holy oh, man. Christ, man! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It worked out good. A lot, you know, put the lot. So your in. father's chief puts a deck gun in service yeah. to the shop, right? Yeah. Your chief, you put a deck let's gun in go. service to a commercial building let's and a tank fire. Let's go. It's going down. Multiple vehicles. Everything. I woke up that morning. I came downstairs. <laughs> I put the news on at like 5:30, 6 o'clock. In the morning, yeah. and I see they're like, "Oh, Route 17 is closed in Hasbro." And to paint a picture for people, because people listen to this podcast all over the country, yep. all over the world, yep. Route 17 is a four-lane, or down by you, it's I guess six-lane mm-hmm. highway, but right. it is commercial and industrial yep. on top of each other, yep. and in some areas, ten feet setbacks. Like it's, it's so it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So to have a rolled over gasoline tanker, mm-hmm. you know, it's I'm surprised you didn't lose more than one building. I couldn't believe. Well, we were going to lose the exposure, which uh, there's a self store. There's a uh, self storage yeah. warehouse. Uh, I would say five stories, six stories high. So the kid on the deck gun was like a surgeon. He, he was <laughs> he's that. like on, onto the gasoline tanker into the one story ordinary. And then he would just swing it to the left, grab up the, the exposure building, the exposure building, the signs melting off and everything. Then you look to the right of the ordinary. They had a a big sign that advertised for them. The signs on fire. There's 26 cars on fire. So he's just he's just operating like over here, over here, down into the cars a little bit, tanker, back into the building. Let's just get the sign a little bit. Come back. To, I'm watching this go down. I'm like, I mean, and then I got these two radios, right? And I am yeah. so jealous of this kid. I'm mad at this kid. I'm like, right, I'm like yeah, I'm you. you trade I'm like, I'm like you come over here and deal with the stupid radio. I'm, I'm a secretary with a Chevy Tahoe, for Christ's sake. I don't want to go on a deck the house. He's on top yeah. of the rig. It doesn't get any better. I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like, this is, I, so we had our, we had our, you know, we, we have a dinner every year. Uh, so we call it installation dinner. You know, it's a, yeah, it's a part. Right. So I, you know, everybody, I, I, I was on channel seven news with the whole thing and all of that bullshit. I made the kid stand up on the chair at the installation dinner. I said, everyone, you know, everybody's talking about me. That 18-year-old kid over there, Daniel Wixon, that kid, he put the fire out. Stand up. And everybody give him a round of applause. And that kid's going to remember that the rest of his life. Guaranteed. Promoting your people. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, I drove down there in a Chevy Tahoe. Who the fuck needs me? The fire engine and the kid on the deck gun? That's who's important. Not me. Not me. I just call for help. Yeah, That's well, it. a lot of people lose track of that. Yeah, yeah. So let's do this real quick while I got you. Yeah. So we're going to bring this up here. Let's see. We'll start here, and we'll share this screen real quick. This is another goodie that uh, that you're involved with here. So let's see if this comes up the way I want it to. Uh, hang on. I don't know why it's not sharing. Share screen. Asbrook Heights share. Here we go. Hold on. Oh, of course, it's not going to play for me now. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Hang on one second here. This is uh, unable to get on. Hang on. Oh, something's working. Sorry, Mike. Something's this working. Is, and everybody listening, this is yeah. Well, I want to. I want to. You know, bring this up. This oh yeah. Is this happened too. And, uh, this happened go. too, man. This yeah, happened too. I know. Too. I'm. I, I can't know. catch up. Can I catch I a break, so, man? I, I can't get it. A, I, I can't get it. A, so I me... can't, you know. It's always something, bro. Jesus. Yeah, there's a little bit of a delay here.
flagged down by a mother whose daughter was in grave danger. Let's go. Let's go. Fire chief from Hasbrook Heights in Bergen County was flagged down by a mother whose daughter was in grave danger. Now, rather than wait for an ambulance to come, the chief told the mom, follow me. (laughs) And they raced to the hospital. Today, that girl who was saved and her family reunited with first responders, including that fast thinking. I'm watching the news a couple of months, like a month or two ago. Will you be fire chief? Here you are. And I go, are you kidding me? This adorable little girl got a chance to meet her heroes. Two firefighters who saved her life after she had a seizure in the car while her mother was driving on the highway trying to call 911. I was yelling, help, I need help, I need help. But I was on a highway. She said, well, we're trying to get someone out to you. Look at you. All and then I looked up. to my left. And yeah. Was there. The Hasbrook Heights fire chief and fire official were on the turnpike and next to Vanessa's car, realizing something mirror, bad was happening yeah. and pulled over to the side of the road. We've never seen somebody take a child out of a car to less than I got three. I got three kids that are screaming. It was crazy. Anyway, I'm stopping the video. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. But I'm telling you, man, like I am. It's so funny. It's like I turn on the news time and time again, and there's there you are. You're you're there again, and I. It just cracks me up. But I want to ask you, right? Because I was doing some googling earlier, right before we got on, and I was just like, man, there's article after article. Here's another one. Uh, you know, here's Mike Greco at a garden apartment fire with gunshots being fired. Yeah, out of the building, yeah, you know, man, from an oven a, fire, right? That was a, that was a fire engineering article I did uh, over that man. Yeah. It's always something, bro. You know, I just want to go to regular but dwellings. Does, Why do we have to do all of this extra activity? But I want to ask you: Have you always been the guy that just follow you? Find yeah, oh, it yeah. Or it finds oh yeah, oh yeah, oh shit, Magnin, absolutely. Even when I worked EMS, I worked EMS with uh, Dave Alvarez. You remember Dave Alvarez? Yeah, I I worked EMS with him in in Jersey City. So it was unbelievable. EMS, fire department, whatever. Any weird, stupid shit that could happen, I've been there. 2005, we had a jet plane crash through a building across Route 46, February of 05. I I was first a strawberry building. I was first due to that. Um, Yeah, man. I mean, in in Hackensack as well. I've I've been lucky enough to catch all these weird things. And uh, it just get, it gives you more experience, you know, and, and yeah. the friend of mine, Mike Thomas, he's on Hackensack. He was also on Hasbro Kites. Same, he was the same way. We would just catch these weird jobs together, you know, and stuff that we didn't think that was a fire that turned out to be a fire, all sorts of stuff. So it was. Uh, you know what I love what you just said, Mike, which I love. It says you just said it gives us more experience. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that's what our guys want, right? Yeah. They want opportunities to have experiences. Yes. And. And it goes back to the conversation we had that you're creating a culture and environment that allows them to be firemen. Yes. And when you allow them to be firemen, they start to have true experience. Right. So now you have, so Rick Lasky, right? Pride and ownership. Yeah. You want to see pride and ownership. Let these guys do what they want to do. Let them yes. do it. Yes. They, you know, I, I, so another senior fireman told me, bro, firemen are a bunch of sled dogs, bro. They just want to run. Let them go. Let them pull the fucking sled. Just let them go. And you know what? That's the truth because when they roll up to a fu- when they roll up to a car fire and they suction a hydrant, right? I look at them, yeah, bro, do it, get it done, yeah, that looks cool, man. Because ten out of three o'clock in the morning, you're gonna suction a hydrant just as good, guaranteed, because you just did it just now. And they take pride in the shit. They pack the hose a certain way, the rig is set up a certain way. They come to me, hey, chief, can we can we start packing the hose? We're gonna do double donut for the horseshoes, just like that. Hey, bro. I don't care how you pack the hose, bro. I don't, whatever you want. And they look at me like, really? Bro, 
I don't care. Whatever you guys want to do, you want to put, however you want to set up the irons, whatever you want to do, do it. Whatever's going to lead you to success, whatever's going to help you get the portable ladders up, the aerial ladder up, whatever you need to do, do it. You have my blessing. This is why it's so important to say yes. You say no. We're so so conditioned to say no. It was a no culture. For for me, it was a no culture for years. We had two two intros with TFT fog nozzles. Remember that bullshit? It was one... It was this long. Was it was I still long. think we have one yeah. or two of them left. The thing, yeah, absolutely. So at the time, I was a 160-pound kid full of piss and vinegar with a two-inch line foot flowing 220 gallons per minute out of a TFT fog nozzle, right? Holy – the thing would howl. <laughs> it would howl, dude. It would mop yes. the floor of me. It was like operating a two-and-a-half, overpressurized two-and-a-half. But I tell you what, it's bro, amazing. you put fires out with that bitch. But you, yeah, you yeah. had to know – you had to, had, to, had to handle it. So I got in as chief. Guys came. Listen, this, this, the two, first of all, it all failed testing. That was number one. Yeah. We want to we want to make the switch to inch and three quarter. Do you guys want to go to inch and three quarter? No problem. Let's go to inch and three quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All inch three quarter. And you want to know what the, these younger guys that are that were because I was 160 pounds at one time, if you can believe it. Guess what? There's a 160 pound fireman now. Yeah. Let's yeah. Let's give them the tool for success. Here's inch and three quarter line. Just because – there's another sentence somebody told me. Just because you were the abused child doesn't mean that you need to continue to abuse your children, okay? So just because I had to deal with two-inch, which is the most miserable handline in the whole world, doesn't mean that I'm going to tell new – I dealt with two-inch back in the day. and I No, it's stupid then. It's stupid now. <laughs> it's a three-quarter it is. No problem. What color do you want it in? Well, we really want it in white. That's what you know. It looks cooler when it gets dirty. No problem. Let me let me order and wait. How much do we need? Well, we need. What do you want to do? Six hundred foot tenement load? Six fifty? No problem. Just say yes, bro. What's the worst that could happen? They fire hose. They want to stretch it. There, I'm not stretching it. It's not me, and it it breaks my heart that it's not me. I hate that it's not me. But guess what? The guys who are, give them the tools. Let them do what they want to do, and the fire is going to go out a lot better. When you micromanage as the chief. This shit ain't going to work out, I promise. Promise. I'm just sitting back listening, man. This is so good. You got to be. This is so good. If you're going to be a volley chief, you got to be a fireman. And I think what helps me is I'm, a, I'm an aggressive fireman where I work. So when I, I, I just got off my tour this morning, I'm still in a fireman mindset because I'm at from work. So I come home from yep. work and I get in the fire chief's car. I'm still operating like I'm a fireman, but I'm in the car. You know, a lot yep. of guys become chief and they're in that chief cycle for so long. That they forget what you, they forget about what's going on, on the inside. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know they forget 100%. it, and then you you know you'll be on the inside trying to tell them whatever the case may be, and they disagree with you. But I have an advantage of being able to go, to go to work and go to fires at work as a regular fireman, and I think that's what helps me on the volley side being the chief. And I hate being the chief. Let me tell you something. They, they, these guys have so much fun. These, these guys have a great time. And I am a glorified secretary in a Chevy Tahoe, and it makes me nuts. It makes me nuts. And for everybody, for all you chiefs listening to this, I think you're important. You're not important. Your your wives can do the job. My wife has an SUV. She could absolutely drive the Chevy Tahoe and talk on a fucking radio. And if I just tell her what to say, she can say it. The guys are the ones that are important. They're putting the fire out. Those are the guys you need to put invest your time energy money budgetary concerns everything put it into the guys 
They don't need you, bro. You don't have to show up in the Chiefs car. They don't need you. They need the first two engines. They absolutely need the first two engines with a bunch of guys on it that are down to go to a fire, too. That's the other thing. So, that could fire tactics. We'll get into that. A bunch of my Heights guys are taking classes on their own on their own time, their own dime, everything. Echo fire tactics, bro. Bobby develops a training that it's real life training. It's actual structure fires. It's legit, legit. I, like I run through, I run through every. It, it's training for me, and I'm one of the instructors. Yeah. You know, and that's important too. The guys, I want, I want my guys to get live fire training as much as possible, especially that kind where it's challenging. You know, there's certain academies, and I'm not going to mention who, who they are or where they are. There's certain academies where it's cookie cutter. It's not a class A burn. And even if it is a class A burn, it's very regulated and stuff like that. And there's a lot of rules and this and that. And we follow all the rules with NFPA 1403, everything, all that stuff with Bobby. But it's different. It's different. They're, they're not teaching VES under live fire conditions. They're not teaching search under live fire conditions. They're not teaching can confidence under live fire conditions. They're not opening a roof with live fire conditions. They're not, they're not doing it. They're doing it, but not with the same intensity and with the same instruction as what we're doing. And we're, yeah. we're teaching these guys, you know, we go, we've, me and Bobby have been out to California. We go all over the country teaching guys. And we tell everybody, we're not going to teach you something that we haven't done in real life already. That's number one. We're going to teach you your operational reality. So every firehouse that I go to, it doesn't matter where it is. I Google the firehouse. I always Google the firehouse. Where am I going? Because I have, I have the advantage. I'm a volunteer fire chief, a volunteer fireman, and I'm a paid guy in the city too. So we, we'll all figure this the fuck out. Go Google it. It'll pop up. It's a simple volunteer firehouse, two engines, truck, and a, uh, you know, a, a rescue, similar to my volley house. And I'll walk in. You got and, I, and I walk in, and I tell the guys, hey, guys, when was your meeting night? I could call everybody out. Oh, who, who was pissed off about buildings and grounds? Who got mad about this? Who wants $50? I know, the, I know their game because we're all the same people. That's right. I went out to California, the same people. There's like five yep. different personalities. <laughs> we're all the same. That's why they call us brothers. It's real shit. And that's why I love going out teaching. I get to meet guys from all over the place, man. And we're all having the same conversation it's fucking crazy it's 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 absolutely wild i love it love it <laughs> how, how do you how do you not i well you know i mean I, like how that's the thing that blows it. my mind i don't get it i've met guys who don't like it i'm not right. i'm not gonna say which department but i've met guys that are, no, that are i get it but... i've met guys that are like uh, and i'm like what but i wonder i wonder if they've never had the opportunity to be in this position they have you know, you, you're in a department that pushes the culture, pushes right. its people, and gives its people the tools and abilities to do what they want and lets them run. Right, right. Maybe some of these guys are being held. I think Maybe they don't know they got, any better. They got held back, I but I think the job is what you make of it. I really, I really do. Because, Talk about that. Because I, I agree. So the job is what you make of it, man. So if I go to work, right, when I go to, when I go to work at Hampton Zach, we have common addresses that we go to activate fire alarms all the time. You know, we go to, you know, we have, we have a box system there, you know, a regular, an old school game wall system. Right. So the box will come in box one, four Hackensack university medical center. We all know where, where we're going. And you go there once or twice a tour. Right. I don't care. I'm going to a fire. Okay. Now somebody else, I don't know where they work, what a company they are. Maybe they, maybe they don't uh, go there. Uh, no, bro. I'm going to a fire. 
right? So then when you have that mindset, you have more of a positive attitude about the job. You like getting on the rig and going. You enjoy it. And that positive outlook on it, it it just makes the job better for you. You're going to you're going to want to you're going to want to be a part of more things. You're going to want to get involved in teaching. And I you find yourself involved with more shit. So there's an overtime tour. I'm taking it. A guy wants a mutual. I'm going to work. Volunteer firehouse has stuff going on. I'm going. You're getting yourself more chances to go to fires the more that you're involved. More chances to go to fires. And here's the other thing about the fire service. There's a lot of guys out there that are great firemen and they're very modest. They're very gentlemanlike. I'm not. I, I don't care. I don't care. You want to know why? A guy, oh, you're cocky. You're this and that. Yeah, you're fucking absolutely right. I treat this like it's the NFL, bro. This is the NFL. This is a full contact sport. And all of these firemen, when they're watching TV and NFL is screaming and yelling, we're the bad. Ah! What's the difference, bro? It's a team sport. I am proud of where I come from. I'm proud to be a Hackadack fireman. I'm proud to be a Hasbro Kites fireman. I am proud. I love it. I love it. So there's a lot of guys out there, and they're, you know, and they're very quiet about what they do. And I respect that. I'm not quiet about what I do. If I see my guys do some crazy shit out in the streets, I'm all about it. It's getting posted on Instagram. It's getting posted on Facebook. I don't care. Guy, oh, you're all over social media. Yeah, you're fucking ain't right. You're posting about the Jets won last night. I don't care. We won last night. We won. We won. We put out a tank of fire. We won. So that's that's the difference between me and other people. Because, you know, people could call it cocky. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. Because I put enough time and effort into it to be that way. You know, not a dangerous way, but you have to have that intensity and love for it. If you want the people around you to be like you, you got to be a step above and have that love and intensity for it. It's infectious. It's infectious. You have to, man. You know, and I pray to God that when I'm done being chief, that the kids around me, like, they don't let me get old. I want them to, I want them to be like, yo, let's go. Like, I want them to push me. You know, I, I pray to God, yeah. you know. So, yeah. That's yeah. my outlook on it, you know? It's fun, man. Oh, I, there's so much there. Mm -hmm. I, I love the analogies, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, there's so much there. <laughs> I fucking love yeah. it. I really do. This has been awesome. Yeah, man. I want to ask you, too. Yeah. You know, you, we're talking about um, the culture, the fire department, and giving your people the tools, and you want to switch it into three-quarter. You want what? Like, whatever it is. Yeah. I know apparatus is important to you. Yes. I know we chatted a while back, and... So on, and you just you have a new apparatus on order now. Yeah. You mentioned it before. You wanted to talk about it. Yeah. And I'm an apparatus guy, so I'd love to sit back yeah. a little bit, absolutely, and hear where you're headed with that because I think you made some changes and yeah. you, you kind of flipped the script a little bit. So I'm just yeah. curious how that all went down for we you. We made a major change, and uh, I got to tell you, <laughs> our fire commissioner and our mayor and Hasbro Kites, these guys support the fire department like you would not believe, and we we didn't have that as much. Uh, coming up, you know, we, we yeah. always had a, like, you know, bang ball on steel almost. Mm -hmm. And coming up these last few years, the guys that have come in, you know, uh, the mayor right now, the guy's name is Ron Kissner, fire commissioner, Tom Miller, these two guys, they see the need, they get it, you know, and I, I try my best to explain, but when you're going to go buy, and I, and I said this on another podcast, when you're going to go buy a fire truck or some shit, whatever you're going to buy, doesn't matter what it is. Don't talk like a fireman. Layman's terms. I need a pumper for this reason. This is what it's got to be for this reason. Layman's terms to these people. And don't be a dick. Don't. You're not going to get anywhere. Don't. 
So agreed. We ordered an engine. Now, the way I look at the fire service, now this is the volunteer fire service, okay? Paid fire service different. The one difference is there should be no more rescue companies in a volunteer fire service. Take the rigs and bring it to the junkyard. It's over. It's over. What the fuck are we doing pulling up? You don't know what's I, – I, perfect example. We get a carbon monoxide alarm. This is like year 2004. Get carbon monoxide run. We're going to uh, – where were we going? We're going to Central Avenue, 200 block of Central Avenue for a carbon monoxide alarm. How I remember this, I don't know. We get there, it's a house fire. Back then, the SOP was to bring the rescue truck for the carbon monoxide alarm. So now I got five gallons of water with me. That's a good idea. No. Everything in the volunteer fire service needs to have water on it. I don't give a shit where you're from. I don't care. So we had a buy. We had our rescues in 1993 International with a 1994 Marion box. My father got it when he was chief. Awesome rig, badass rig. There's no water on it, bro. There's no water on it. You're useless to me. Get put it in the parking lot. You're out. So we ordered a uh, we ordered a Pyrrhus <laughs> we ordered a Pyrrhus engine. <laughs> we ordered a Pyrrhus engine, and uh, we it's being called the Squad because it's a Squad body. So we're able to get all the hearse tools onto the engine. Now all the we have the hydraulic uh, battery operated tools. Great, great product by the way. We have them all on the rig. New York City style hose bed off the back, ultra low hose bed, two tenement loads off the front, no cross legs whatsoever, unnecessary piece of equipment. Front bumper lines, two 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 hundred foot front bumper lines, thousand and fifty or five inch. We might add to that a little bit more though. Um, one thousand gallon booster tank. Now this is the part that everybody's like, what are you talking about? One thousand gallon booster tank, and we are on our own. We take our own water, meaning we front suction hydrant ninety nine percent of the time. We cover Bar Airport, which everybody forgets about. Our job there is we're almost like a tanker shuttle when they get a plane crash. And we've done it a bunch of right. – we, tra- we train with them twice a year, and we've, we've done it a bunch of times. So we'll roll in. We'll dump the booster tank into the ARF truck. That 1,000 gallons is gone in a minute. I mean a minute yeah. flat. And then here comes the second do engine. They're going to dump their 1,000 gallons, and we're doing like a tanker shuttle, and we're waiting. For, we have a, an engine strike force that comes in through the Bergen County coordinators. Until they're coming in, we're, we're cycling water. So we we dealt with peers and we ran it through. We're like, how can we get the, uh, the rig cheap, you know, with exactly what we need? Let's just buy exactly what we need. We know we need a lot of water. We want a rear intake. We want a front suction. We don't need cross lays. We don't use cross lays anymore. Ever since that we put the inch three quarter and the tenement loads off the rear, we're not using them anymore. That's it. Right. But we do use the bumper line for car fires, so we put we put two bumper lines on the front. The, the cross lays are removed. That area will be – there's going to be a compartment that you open right above the pump panel, and that's where all the foam barrels are going to go. So if the chauffeur wants to grab foam really quick, switch, switch over to foam, he can just pull it right out. It's right in front of him. It's not on the top dunnage area or some weird place. It's right in front of his face. And everything is going to be user-friendly on that rig. When it comes in, you know, the, the rig is literally red and black. It's all red. There is no chrome. Chrome belongs on Harley Davidson's, not on fire trucks. The rims will be black. It'll have a black stripe down it. It's going to be beautiful. I can't wait till it comes in. It's probably, probably three years out right now. We just ordered it. Yeah. You know, everything, everything yeah. is two to three years out, but it's, it's all good. You know, thousand gallon water with an ultra low hose bed. Yeah, man, they make it. They make it. Well, yeah, you can get they it, make it for sure. They, uh, if you look up Allendale, New Jersey's rig, uh, that's mm-hmm. a perfect example. That rig's a thousand gallon booster tank. And you wouldn't know it by looking at it, but you look at dual, 
Dual side dual ladders side, too. Dual, no high side yeah, dual side ladders. That thing is ready to go. And they got a ton of tools on that rig. If you look through the compartments, it's that yeah. rig's ready to go. So there's that mm-hmm. one. There's Cantland 33. That's a, I think that's a 750 booster. There's Progress Pennsylvania. A lot of those rigs, they're fire duty rigs. So again, like yes. like I said before, we used to go to pins all the time. We don't go to pins anymore. These cars are built well now. They, they, there's we go to a pin like once a month now. We used to go to a pin once a week. We're going to more fires now. So let's why don't we buy a fire engine and we'll put the Hearst tools on the fire engine rather than buy a Hearst tool vehicle and put water cans on it. You see what I'm saying? It makes no sense. No, I do. The nineties I get it completely the nineties apparatus was a disaster. No, I really want you. I look. We're from Bergen County, right? Look from the top of nor- northern Bergen County all the way down south, and you find a rig from the '90s. They're a disaster. Every sing every single one of them. It, it makes me nuts. Yeah, we're we're in a we're in a unique time, man. Mm-hmm. It's what's really fun uh, for fire apparatus building right now, and and I think it can all be put back to the in the you know the internet and, and social media is mm-hmm. we're building fire trucks mm-hmm. yeah we're building fire yeah. trucks it has come back around yeah. from yes the, it has the 70s yes and it has early 80s where you know we were building fire apparatus we're building fire apparatus again yes. we're getting away from yes. the, the nonsense and the bells and whistles yeah. and we're building trucks for work yeah. and i think that that's a cultural thing and like you said, you listed a few departments that are known for work, and their trucks absolutely resent mm-hmm. what represent sure, what they do. Sure, uh, so yeah. so why would you not refer to them right. when looking to build your so, own? You know, my thing is this: is like you know, and, and Pierce is a good company because they'll do whatever you want to the rig. I mean, literally, you know, you don't you don't have to send it out for customized anything. So my thing is this: the guys want a rear suction for tactical use. If they pass up a hydrant, they want to line it to. The... Well, if I don't get a, a bell and I don't get gold leaf and I don't get all this shit that I don't need, AM, FM, radio, whatever, I would cut the air conditioning out if you let me because we have the windows down all the time. You should have the windows down all the time. Agreed. If you... So what's more important? All that luxury items and, and you know light up federal siren and all that or the rear suction. The firemen are telling me, bro, we want a rear suction. We want to be able to get water in the four sides of the engine. You know what? You said water and you said fire. I'm in. That's what you want? 10-4. We're going to buy it. I don't care. If you look at the luxury item list on our engine, barely anything. <laughs> you know, when I, you know when you go into the town CFO and you go through, you, know, you go line by line. Our CFO, his sure. name is Dave. Great guy. He's very strict. But he's but I, most of them. But are, I gotta tell yeah. you, but I like it because he gives me an education on how how to That's purchase right. shit. So you know we're going through line by line. What does this mean? What does six to five stores mean? What is this? What is that? What is it? And we go through it all, and then you find out. Now I looked at a previous rig that we have. I'm not even gonna say what it is, but we still have the pamphlet and spec sheet on that one. And you look through it on all the options, and it's and it is absolutely the calendar calendar vehicle. And it's got the David Clark headsets that we don't use anymore. We don't even know where they are. You have this, you have that, you have this, you have that. And you find out that like 40% of those options list, you don't even use them. You don't even use. So we built a fire engine to be just that, a fire engine with some Hearst tools on the thing. So we call it a squad. It's not a squad. There's somebody jumping out. And that's the other thing, squad company terminology. Everybody Bergen County, listen up. You're not a squad unless you're able to pull up and build a rake ashore on the spot. Okay. If you don't even know what a rake ashore is, 
stop stop using the terminology okay it's a squad because of the body style of what we were purchasing we purchased a squad body as far as squad company squad company everybody's right. trained in that so there's a, there's a there's a thing with that there's, there's a problem with the nomenclature of the fire service kind of like kind of like the 10 codes and the divisions and all of this other bullshit yeah i could go on bro i could go on all night Fire well, I know, and and I like, I could sit here all night and listen to you. And there's gonna be part two, part three, part what twelve. I mean, I mean it's just, enough. bro, it's a fun conversation. Yeah. And it, this is this is literally Mike. An hour and twenty minutes ago, when we started this, yeah. I said to you that you are fiercely loyal and protective of not just your people but the fire service. Sure. It sure. comes through in your delivery. I mean, how do you not listen? I can understand people being threatened and turned off by you. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. There's yeah, I, there's I guys that, out right. I have the same. Yeah, there's thing. guys out there that hate I, my guts, and you want to know what? Of course, I love it. I love it. I love it. They're on the. There's a thing called New Jersey pre-alerts. You guys know who you are. You guys know who you are. <laughs> they, they're on there. Oh, he called at ten thirty again. And and if I get you, you know, hey fellas, you don't want to know what. It's a shame that you don't go to fires, so you because I can't make fun of you because you're doing nothing. So, it's jealousy. Don't be jealous. Lift your brothers up. Be happy for them. When it, when a neighboring department goes to a fire, I'm like, yeah, let's go, bro. Good for you. You need a second lead out. Like, why did we forget where we come from, bro? I, everybody, you know. And I'm gonna leave you with this, bro. And I and I and I bring this up in uh, when I teach for Bobby Eckert. I bring up about brotherhood because it's a very serious thing to me. And guys have brotherhood wrong. It's all wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. Brotherhood, guys think about going to wet downs. You know, guys think about going to the bar, having parties, all of this shit, right? All these good times. Insula- I'm talking about the volley side, installation dinners, XYZ. We have all these fun events that we go to. Everybody's drinking. Yeah, hang out with the brothers, the brotherhood, Snapchat brothers, hashtag brothers. That, that ain't the brotherhood, bro. The brotherhood is when the guy is on his worst day. There's a guy going through a divorce. There's a guy with a drug addiction. There's a guy that wants to commit suicide. There's, there's a guy that needs rent money. There's a kid that can't pay for his college school books. These are all shits that I've seen. Now, I, numerous guys that I've been uh, best friends with dying of cancer. You know, that's what the brotherhood's about, bro. The guy dying yes. of cancer, you go to his house, cut his lawn for him. You do things like that. I got extremely sick uh, in 2021. I had pneumonia and COVID at the same time. And I ended up real sick, to say the least. Um, The brothers from Hackensack, this happened December. I missed my daughter's first birthday, December 7th to be exact. Brothers from Hackensack, they came to my house. They went in my shed. They took the fucking Christmas lights out of my shed. They put up the stupid inflatable things that are a pain in the ass. They put them up. They put up all the Christmas lights. They did it all because my I got little kids running around and they want to see the Christmas lights. It's Christmas time. And I came home, you know, and I was a mess when I got home. I had it, you know, I was on oxygen and all of the shit. And I look up and holy shit, all the Christmas lights are done. There was Christmas lights up in the house. There was food. There was money. I didn't have to worry about anything when I came home. That's the brotherhood, bro. Guys taking care of you, your family, all of that when you're going through a bad time. That's when you find out who the brothers are when bad shit's going down. Line of duty deaths, all this other stuff. That's when you find out anybody could come to the bar and have a beer and oh, let's I'll buy the next round of shot and fuck that. That don't mean nothing. I promise you. 
I hope everybody hears that part because that's that's the the biggest thing I ever learned on my own was that. That's the one thing that I learned on my own that nobody told me. I figured that one out for myself, you know. And, and it took me getting really sick to see that nice. Mike Maglio, yeah, putting up inflatable. And I, he didn't he didn't tell me he was doing it. My wife got a hold of me. Mike Maglio's here. What's going on? Oh, he's putting up the Christmas decorations. Okay, cool. Oh, somebody's doing the snow. Okay, cool. Like just that's the way it goes. You know, that's what it's about. Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I agree with you, Mike, 100%. Mm-hmm. I do this program, and in the program I was talking about, you could be the saltiest guy in the world and blah, 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 and I go mm-hmm. on and on. And I talk about legacy, but I go, but are you actually, you know, you could still be a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Are you the guy that's oh, there? Yeah. Are, you the, are you the guy that's there when you, mm-hmm. when your buddy has a gun yeah. in his mouth or he's going through a divorce and gets jammed up with sure. a DWI? Like, are you that yeah. guy? Yeah. You know, that's, Bobby Ecker, that's what Bobby Ecker say, says this line all the time. There's nobody that hates firemen more than other firemen. Let me tell you something, bro. That is true. It, it's true. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But even even if I have an enemy out there, whoever it may be, they call me up. Hey, bro, I'm going, I'm going through something really bad, whatever it is. I'll be right there, bro. I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Hold on. And everybody, know, everyone around here knows that about me. Everybody also knows if you come for me, or you come from my guys, you're going to find out. Don't do it. Don't do it. And everybody knows. They all know. Don't do it. Fiercely, fiercely Don't, don't do it. Same. The way it should Hackensack be. Brothers, my, my job, Hackensack Brothers, doesn't matter who it is, Hasbro Kites Brothers, Woodridge Brothers over here, don't come for us. Don't do it. I don't play the, I don't play the game over here. I don't do that. Yeah. Don't take the fight out of firefighter. Don't do it. <clears throat> you know, there's, there's something to be able to have somebody – or a group that will that will do the right thing mm-hmm. all you, the time. Doing yeah. the right thing is always doing the right yeah, thing. Absolutely. Just That's do it. the right thing. Just do your do That's your right. job and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And when you're the chief yeah. of the fire department, you're like their dad. You're like their dad. Literally. My like you know, like you gotta you gotta take care of your kids. You gotta scold your kids or you gotta protect your kids too. You know, you want you gotta lead them to success, you know, make sure that they have a good future. I got guys that I made sure that they took tests. One kid just became a Port Authority cop. Another kid just got on the job in Cherry Hill. That's what you want to see. You know, yes. you know, and that's what it's all about. Nothing makes me prouder when our guys leave the volunteer house and get hired somewhere and they go. And we yeah. put out guys all the time. We yeah. just had another kid leave two weeks ago for Fairfax nice. County. Nice. That's a good job. All, <clears throat> yeah, they're all pursuing the job because I believe that the foundation that they yes. learned from 16 and 18 years old yes. set them up for the want and need to better themselves by making it a career. 110%. And then, you know, it's a fucking I, win, I love it, it's especially when they, when they get a career job and they're able to stay, they're able to come back to the volley house. So I, I, I have, I have a kid, uh, you know, Mark Pagan, he got on a job at Cherry Hill. Kid is aces, aces before I got on a job. And that, he comes back from Cherry Hill, whatever. Hey guys, listen, I'm gonna run a drill about this. We just went, we just ran a job the other night. I could run. Dude, aces, perfect. Thank you. You know, and that's the other thing, drilling. Let them drill. Let them go. Chief, can we take the rig out? Don't even ask me, bro. Don't even. What are you doing with the rig? You gonna go for ice cream? No. You you go drill. Okay. If you want to take the rig out to drill, take the rig out at four o'clock in the morning. I don't care, bro. Go do it. Go do it. I don't need no permission. No permission slip. Back in the day, we used to have to beg. Beg. I know. Beg. I know. No. No, no, no. I want to go. 
I'm gonna go top it off, put fuel yeah. in it just to put it, just to get, just, just to get in the rig and put it in pump. Yeah, twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, you know, but you gotta call and get permission. No, 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 no. That's co- can company. I, can no. I take the? No, that's company yeah. officer level bullshit. That don't even leave me. Don't even bother me with it. Go do it. I love go it. Go do it. Mike Greco, I appreciate you. Brother. I appreciate what you a too. Fucking awesome conversation. I appreciate man. you too, man. I, this is a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, absolutely, bro. This is a lot of absolutely. fun. Absolutely. But listen, you have an open invitation anytime you want to come back because I could literally sit here all day long with <laughs> yeah. you and, and and maybe next time we do it in person with a couple calls. Oh yeah, and, I love uh, it. I love it. And really go. But I just want to say this, you know, I, I mentioned it a few times and I'm gonna say it again and I wanna end the podcast this way, mm-hmm. Mike, is it is refreshing to be able to talk with you, call you a friend and know where you come from mm-hmm. and you're not apologetic about any of it. And it all has to do with protecting the integrity of your people mm-hmm. and, and the fire service, yeah. man. And like you listen, I wanna challenge people. Get half of that mm-hmm. in you. Get half of mm-hmm. it. Be excited about it. You know what? You're excited about football? Like Mike Greco says, be excited about yeah. the job. Guys are standing up screaming about football. What? Dude, really? Really? I can't wait. I pray to God that this motherfucker goes off for a fire. I pray to God. I, I pray to God. It's, 520, it's 526 <laughs> at night. I pray to God at 527. We're going out for a signal 1030. I, I pray to God. Or I'm going awesome. back to work on a recall for, for a fire. Yep. One of the two. I pray to God. Yeah, and if you don't want to go to fires, bro, don't be in the fire service. I'm sorry, <laughs> and, and we have that. to start saying it more often. That's it. I agree with you. I agree, Mike. Thanks, Thank brother. You. I appreciate you joining Thank, me today, Thank man. You, it's man. been a lot of my, fun. My pleasure. Thank keep, you for inviting me. Listen, keep hustling and keep keep saying yes because you are molding and shaping and helping these guys fall in love with the job every single time they turn. Thanks a lot, man. So Thank you. Keep it up, man. Yeah, uh, hang right here. Don't go anywhere. I'm just gonna sign off the podcast. I'll come right back. Okay. Yeah, cool. Everyone, thanks for tuning in another episode of the National Fire Radio Podcast. Mike Greco, the Departmental Chief of the Hasbro Heights Fire Department, a career fireman in the city of Hackensack. Guys, this episode is fire. It's straight fire because it's real talk. Get away from the bullshit. Get away from the fluff and fall in love with this job. And I think that most of the people that listen to this podcast and pursue alternative means and want to make themselves better, you understand everything that was discussed here today, man. And that's what it's all about. So do me a favor, take this conversation, take it back to the firehouse and talk about it because when we talk about the job, we're making the job better. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you at the next one. From Mike Greco, and I'm Jeremy, National Fire Radio. National Fire Radio.